Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and I've got Pastor Mike with me. How's it going, Pastor Mike? Pretty well, Winston. A lot of high winds right now, oh, and a lot goodness. of fires in the Southland. We'd be praying for a lot of people for safety and uh, trusting that the gospel will get out in the midst of all of that. Amen. So today we have an interesting topic and our listeners would have seen the title and it would have been uh, maybe a little shocking to some of them, but what are good Christians supposed to do about Halloween? Halloween is coming up pretty soon here and, you know, a lot of different people celebrate a lot of different ways and some people see it as a completely wrong thing for Christians to do. And so I thought it might be helpful for us to talk about it a little bit. Think about what we're exactly doing with this seemingly national holiday. That's right, Winston. I'm so glad we're addressing this topic now. It's going to drop a week or so before Halloween, and so this will be a good a good thing for Christian families to navigate, really. And this is the question you always have to ask is, you know, can or should a Christian celebrate Halloween, right? What do you do? And this is very, very practical. So, listeners, I hope we're, we're helpful to you today. This is our opinion based on the Word of God. This fits really well with my sermon from October 6th on Romans 14, verses 13 to 23, about not causing your brother to stumble. So this is, this is very pertinent here. I'm going to say this first off. This is a matter of conscience, mm. a matter of conscience. Some Christians have a more tender conscience about it. Some have a more freer conscience about it. But the one thing we do know for sure, we can never allow our conscience to lead us into sin. We cannot talk ourselves into doing something ungodly. So we need to think that whatever we do is going to bring the most glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. That was one of the big takeaways from that sermon. So Halloween is a little bit of a different scenario, right? It's kind of this wacky American secular holiday that doesn't really have any ties to sort of Christian things like some of the other holidays might have. So how exactly are we supposed to deal with this kind of purely secular holiday? That's a good question, and I like the way you phrased it. Halloween had pagan roots that you can find out about if you want to read about it, but most people don't know anything about that today. At this point, Halloween is an American secular holiday. So here's what I would say about it. Personally, just be wise and do whatever honors the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Uh, I personally, at this point in my life, want to use every day and every opportunity as a way to build up other believers and reach unbelievers with the gospel. So I really think that in the macro, we need to be thinking of every day that way. So when you come upon a holiday that has become quite a big deal in terms of decorations and things like that. Decorations, movies, costumes. I mean, it's every, there's entire Broadway plays for Halloween. <laughs> I don't even know about that. <laughs> All I know is this, that um, over the last 20 years or so, people have been decorating their yards much more for Halloween than they ever did before. So it's become this you know, pop culture, secular holiday. So here's the deal. I would say this. If you're a Christian, you want to please the Lord, and you and I say this all the time, but love Jesus and do as you please. You hear me say this all the time. But let me say something else. Christians do one of two things usually. They either think they need to isolate from the world or they need to fully integrate with the world. And both are mistakes because both are extreme. The Christian who says, I need to go, you know, into my bunker and pretend like that's not happening out there is just fooling themselves. But the Christian who says, hey, I'm doing everything, they're fooling themselves too. We're to be in the world, but not of the world. 
And that not of this world idea gets lost on us, I think, in the American West because we are so worldly. Mm. And so you can isolate, you can fully integrate, and neither are going to serve gospel purposes well. What I suggest is redemptive interaction. So interact redemptively. How can I bring the gospel to bear in this situation in a wise way, in a cautious way, in a... In a uh, you know, loving way to people that aren't all believers. What can I do? So three things I came up with. Pretty much off the top of my head, but one, be biblically grounded, okay? Navigate this in a biblical way. If, if the Bible doesn't specifically talk about it, and the Bible doesn't talk about Halloween, it does say abstain from every appearance of evil. So you probably shouldn't let your kids dress up as like, as the most scary characters possible. They can do something a little more tame, right? So be biblically grounded, though, in the things you choose. Number two, be wise. Be wise about it. And number three, be appropriately cautious. I think there is reason for caution. Just the fact that we're even asking the question says something, right? Should we do this? Because it's a quandary. So I'd say, look, be godly. Be godly. Don't do anything as an excuse for sin. Don't go, hey, here's my chance. Romans 14, 23 says, whatever is not from faith is sin. That means that if you do not have a conviction that what you're doing is going to honor the Lord Jesus Christ, then if you do it, you're sinning. Mm. And so there are plenty of things you go, I'm just going to go buy milk. Do I think it's going to honor the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't know. I'm just going to get milk. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a matter of conscience where you go, should I or shouldn't I? Okay? So you don't want to take that the wrong way. You want to take it the right way and say, I want to make sure that in matters of conscience... Some people say yes, some people say no, some people land in the middle. I need to be convinced that what I'm doing is going to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. So what would you say to the guy? I'm, I'm going to role play with you a little bit. What if I were somebody coming up to you and saying, yeah, but Mike, it is the appearance of evil. Halloween is evil. People run around like little devils and little witches. How can we possibly have that as congregants of our church? It's a fair question. But let me put it this way. I live in the world, and you could look at plenty of the things in my life, and you're like, ooh, that could be worldly, okay? But, like, having a car isn't necessarily worldly. It, it gets you from point A to point B. Living on your block or in your neighborhood or in your complex doesn't mean that you agree with everyone who lives on your block, in your complex, or next door to you. For example, I have neighbors who have really egregious Halloween decorations. Now, I don't close my eyes every time I walk by their home as I'm on a hike with my dog or every time I drive by. Literally, I can't do that or else I'd crash, right? I can't pretend like it's not there. But nor do I go and study every little minute detail. But what I'll say to my neighbors is, good job on your decorating. They don't need to know that I don't like it. They just need to know that, that I care about them and they need to know that their Christian neighbor who is diametrically opposed to many things they think and believe, likes them as a person and accepts them as an individual. And they have the freedom to put that up. They didn't have to ask me for my opinion. So there's plenty of things in the world where I just go, we can't slice and dice that tightly. But what about other people who are doing this as well? Like maybe I can just, you know, kind of put up with it, but I don't decorate my house, but I know somebody else in the church who is decorating their house and is letting their kids go trick-or-treating and dress up as different people from movies and TV shows. And 
how can I stand for that if you know they claim to be believers and they're doing this? Well, that's a good question again, and I keep saying that. It is a good question. These are questions we have to wrestle with. And listeners, if you're wrestling with this on either side of that coin, you know, God bless you. You have to deal with it. And I would just say this. We actually need to care about our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need to care about what is pleasing to the Lord. Now, I'm going to give you a Bible verse, two Bible verses, actually. 2 Corinthians I was just thinking about this in this context of this works. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. You've probably heard me quote these verses many times. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all. So here's a purpose statement. Jesus died for us that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. And I want to get into this a little bit because if I'm no longer living for myself, that means that every thought I have isn't necessarily valid. So if I think, why is that Christian over there doing that? I might be being judgmental. I might be being discerning. But I've got to weigh those and weigh the motives. And personally, I think it's beautiful that everything in the Christian life comes back to, what does the Bible say and how does the gospel transform this? And you can ask that question. What does the Bible say about this? Does the Bible say anything about dressing up in costumes? No. So you have freedom. It's a matter of conscience, okay? And how does the gospel transform it? Now, that's a different question. How can the gospel transform my thinking whether I'm going to allow my kids to dress up in a costume or whether I'm going to judge someone for allowing their kids to do so. How about eating too much candy? I remember when I was a kid, it's like get a biggest bag you can get or a pillowcase. There you go, Uh pillowcase. And it's like we're getting as much candy as we can get and we're going to eat it all, you know, and when we trade it and this, that, and the other. Well, candy's bad for you too in mass quantities. So, ooh, they're letting their kids eat all that candy or chocolate or whatever. And they're letting their kids go to that. Or what about like, you know, going to a spooky thing or whatever? I'm personally afraid of things like that. So I don't go to things like that. I'm too easily scared. So <laughs> I don't watch scary movies. I don't need to pay to get scared. Exactly. You know. I'm too easily scared too. Like people in my family just come up behind me and startle me, you know? Why did you sneak up on me? I just walked into the room. I did know? that to Andrew the other day in the office and oh, I feel so bad. I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I just think the Bible doesn't say anything about it. You have freedom. And the Bible does say abstain from every appearance of evil. But if you are staying away from the appearance of evil and you're doing something fun for your family, there's always going to be something and someone doing something that probably isn't right. You can't go to a restaurant anymore nowadays without someone doing something or go to the beach and have someone doing something. So, look, I don't think we can insulate ourselves from everything in the world, nor do we need to you know, put ourselves out there and be exposed to everything in the world. I think we have to be wise. And if you're doing something that's fun for your family, you have a free conscience about it, and there's no other believers involved that feel very strongly against it, I'd say do what you want. What if there are other believers who feel strongly about it? And they're with you? Don't do it. Ah. I said that in my sermon on Romans 14, 13 to 23. I'm like, look, this is about voluntarily Because of love and care for others and carefulness, you restrict your own freedom. I restrict my freedom for your sake, for your good. I could do it, but because it would affect you and it would hurt you, I'm not going to do it. That is a foreign thought to too many believers. 
And I think we need to adopt those thoughts into our hearts and into our minds a lot more. And let me say this, if I tell you, hey, you know, if you got a free conscience, go for it. I'm not giving you permission. You can't say, well, Pastor Mike said it's okay to do. <laughs> I'm just saying you, you got to decide for yourself. So then let's switch to the other side then. Is there any sort of caution that you can give to the person? I'll, I'll role play again here. But Mike, we're just having fun. We're just relaxing. And, you know, it's, it's a freedom in Christ thing. And so, you know, we're going to dress up and we're going to have fun with a bunch of friends. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Do you have any, is, is there any sort of caution to that or? Well, sure, there's always caution. In fact, you and I are both, we know that, right? We know there's caution in that because there are certain people that are licentious who will go with anything goes and their consciences sometimes get seared or hardened. Well, you even said, right? Like, maybe don't dress up as the most gory, awful character you can find <laughs> and the most scary, awful morbid death celebrant style you can be, right? Right. And so some people are licentious and they go too far. Some people are legalistic and they're too tight with their views and they want to impose them on other people. But licentious people who think anything goes also try to impose their views on other people. And the idea here is that find a balance and don't sin. Don't sin against your own conscience. Don't do something that's not pleasing to the Lord. Like, do whatever your conscience allows you to do as long as it's not sinful. And as long as you don't parade your free conscience in front of people or impose your tender conscience on others. So there's this balance on both sides of the coin. And you want to find somewhere that you can dwell where you feel good about it and you don't harm other believers. So then let's let's inch a little closer towards the gray area and see if there is a definite line somewhere in there. Can I dress up? We kind of already said, no, don't dress up as something that is like celebrating death, right? Can I dress up as, you know, something like a witch? Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm a man, so warlock, excuse me. I personally would not do that. Okay. I don't think that would be appropriate for a Christian to... Uh, dress themselves up in to look like someone who does evil things. Hmm. Interesting. So let, let's move a little closer down the line then. Can I dress up as a vampire? Again, I would say no, and that's me. This is my opinion, listeners, okay? So you can say, wow, Mike's got really, really interesting views. But you're asking me, and I'd say, no, I wouldn't do that either. Again, uh, as far as I know, a vampire sucks blood out of people and kills them. Okay, I'm going to inch even closer. Okay. Can I dress up as the Marvel character Doctor Strange? Boy, now I have to look up on the internet and find out who Doctor Strange is. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. Now you're disdaining me <laughs> because I don't know who Doctor Strange is. I know who a lot of other people are, but I don't know who Doctor Strange is. So I don't know. Doctor Strange is a sorcerer in the world of Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you, look, be careful. Love Jesus and do as you please. But is it pleasing? Press that panic button right, right now. <laughs> is it pleasing to Jesus, right? Because look, here's the other thing. Look, you could dress up as the most safe character in the world, and guess what? They are depraved, they are sinful, and they are in need of Jesus. Again, it's a caricature. But let's just say it's a real person you're dressing up as. Someone will find something wrong about them. And even if you go, I'm going to dress up as the best citizen in the world there's still going to be someone that would disagree with them. And also, they're still sinful. So you can't get away from sinfulness. On the other hand, do you want to celebrate evil? 
I would say you don't want to condemn, you don't want to condone, but just let people do what they're going to do. I wouldn't go around pointing out all the different costumes you don't like. <laughs> yeah, and for all you sneaky people out there saying, well, I'll just dress up as Jesus. Ah, the person who thinks you're blaspheming is going to come get you. So even that one's not safe. <laughs> Listeners, obviously, oh this, is a, right. this is supposed to be a fun conversation, right? These are the types of things that we should be able to wrestle with mm-hmm. as Christians and Look, I'm going to have a different view than Mike has. He's going to have a different view than I have. But guess what? aren't we in complete agreement all the time? You know what? I'm okay with a vampire because that Twilight series, (laughs) mm, so good. But here's the thing. Mike and I love each other. And we should be able to talk about these things and be okay with maybe not landing on the same issues. As it turns out, Mike and I, you and I land pretty close on this issue. So it's not... I think we do. Yeah. You're right. But, Good times. Yeah. But there are plenty of issues that we should wrestle with and feel comfortable with as we wrestle with them with our brothers and sisters. Yes. Well said. Look, there are no hard and fast rules on this. There just aren't. Don't impose your standards. Don't force them upon others. But don't ignore the caution signs. Don't ignore your conscience uh you know, asking you the question going, is this right or not? And so you want to protect your kids, but you can't protect them from everything. But you shouldn't necessarily just put them out there where they are unprotected and they are basically left open to the the wiles of our society. Let me say one more thing, and I, because I've thought about this a lot. Over the years, when I became a believer, I didn't like Halloween, and I thought, I don't even want to, and I've never wanted to dress up on stuff. I always wanted to be a cowboy or a policeman or something you know, good and safe, okay? When I became a pastor, the church I was pastoring at had a alternative event. And churches did that a lot in the 90s, right? And some churches still have that. But I realized that every year I would leave my house dark, go to church and do an event primarily for Christians. And then at some point in time, it became so much work, we decided we're not going to do that event anymore. I personally like where we're at as a family now. And again, Things go in waves, things go in seasons. Here's what we do. We try to invite some friends from church over. We try to invite some neighbors over. What we'll often do is I'll make chili, we'll make cornbread, have some people over and have our Christian friends meet our neighbors and stuff like that. And for me, that's what I love. I go, let's get some people together. Let's uh, have the kids go around the neighborhood. Uh, We'll go with them if they're the younger ones. And then let's... uh, Let's enjoy some time together on a holiday when people are a little bit more relaxed and we can just go and and get to know each other a bit. That's right. Any excuse for you to make some chili, huh? I love making chili. Mm, I love, right. And I'm learning not to overspice it. Oh, and people appreciate that. That's good. Uh, yeah. You can never over, overuse garlic, though. So give oh, more garlic. That. Yeah, that's that's a, uh, a condiment. Yes, plus yes, we got to keep the vampires away. So use more garlic. <laughs> anyway, so this was a really fun discussion. I really appreciate it. And for you listeners out there, we hope that you have a great Reformation Day when it comes on October 31st. That's going to be awesome. And if you have any questions, go ahead and email them to ordinarychurch at gmail.com. Maybe this has some interesting thoughts for you, and we'd love to hear them. We always like getting those emails. Love Jesus and do as you please, people. (laughs) That's going to be our... Because you'll be doing what pleases God. We're just going to ring that bell the entire time. (laughs) Love Jesus and do as you please, people, because you'll be doing what pleases Jesus. That's right. And we hope that you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary. 